Welcome to Connections, the podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jordan, and today we are going to talk about how small things make a big difference. We all want to support others, and we want the things that we do to be helpful, noticed, and significant. So today we're going to talk about the things that stop us from supporting each other well. My friend and co-worker, Laurie Jarvis, is joining me today, so welcome, Laurie. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Well, would you take just a minute and tell me a little bit about yourself and about what you do at MOPS? I work as an executive leadership coach, which is amazing. I know if you ask anybody at MOPS if their job is amazing, they're going to say that. But yes, my job is amazing because I get to work with leaders, right? Um, We get to encourage them and support them and allow them to see their full potential. And we do this through a cohort community. We love what we do. It's so great to see leaders come out on the other end better and in connection with one another. Um, And their relationships are everlasting. They're so long lived. And so it's just a pleasure to be able to do that role at Fox. I love the cohort community. And so if you are a coordinator of a group and are not part of the cohort community, please go to the leader site and check that out. uh, Because I think this could mean a great deal to you and um, as far as your leadership goes and and as far as how you support the moms in your groups. We love our coordinators and we want to support them well. I am looking forward to our discussion today, Laurie, about the things that block us, but I am excited for us to talk about how we can shift our mindset in order to create and other focused culture in our homes and community. And I borrowed that term, other focused, from you because it's something that you into the culture of your life. And we're going to talk about all of that as we move forward. But let's start by talking about some of the things that stop us. First one that comes to my mind is this idea that I can't do enough. And so I won't do anything. We see things come across our social feeds all the time, people dealing with incredibly difficult things. And when I see those, my first thought is, you know, okay, what I really want to do is I want to cure cancer, right? But I can't do that. It's outside my skill set. It's outside my gifts. But rather than just sitting back and thinking, well, I just won't do anything then, our mindset should be, okay, I can't cure cancer, but what can I do for the woman I know that's walking that road? You know, I can sit with her during chemo. Can I take dinner? Can I send her a funny meme or a dad joke? You know, the focus has to be on what can I do rather than what can't I do? That's so good because I think we do get paralyzed and we're like, I can't do anything. So instead I won't say anything. I won't reach out. And then it's like you miss out on that moment that something really small can really be significant in that moment for that individual. So I fully agree with that mindset. The other thing that I was thinking about was this scarcity mindset, right? That moms, we have full plates. Like we know that we're, we're either juggling the kids because they're super young and they're on our hips and we're working and we're being in good relationships with our friends and our significant others, or we are on the other end and we have older kids and we're trying to make the baseball games or the football games. And it's just like, it's just like you feel like there's just not enough time in the day. You wake up and then you close your eyes and it's already nighttime. And so when we think about these small things, we're like, well, I don't have enough time. 
some of us go, I don't have enough resources, which could be finances or just the giftings of like, if you see like a DIY gift and you're like, I just, I can't do that. And what if I, what if I can offer, what can I offer at this time um, is not enough. Like some people are just like, I can only afford this or I can only do this. And I don't think that's going to be enough. And that's just, you know, a mindset of scarcity. It's just not true. Like it's like whatever we do, people receive it in a way of like, you saw me, like you cared enough in your day to pause and think of me. Um, and it's just so impactful when we get away from that scarcity mindset. We think whatever I do is gonna be enough in that moment and trust that it will be enough in that moment. Right. I, I think that that scarcity mindset makes us focus on what we need and what we don't have. And it sometimes leads us into comparison. You know, I can't give or do as much as someone else. And so I just won't do anything. We think uh, you don't need what I have to offer because you have what somebody else offered and they're able to offer more. And so it stops us. And I think one other good example is when you have a friend or a woman that you support that is dealing with any kind of loss, you know, it's horrible. And we, we think, well, we don't know what to say. So I just won't say anything because I don't want to say something wrong or I don't want to say something that will bring this all back up for her or, or will make her sad. Well, the truth is she's already sad, honestly. She's already thinking about it. So you saying something lets her know that she isn't the only one thinking about it. And if you aren't sure what to say or what to do, ask someone, ask someone who's been through it, what was helpful to them. Be honest and say, I am not sure how to help you, but I wanna be here for you. So let's think about what I can do. Say something. I think that's one. some of the best advice is just speak up, let someone know that you see them. So this fear of not having enough or doing enough, this scarcity mindset, this comparison, I think another thing that stops us from acting is a fear of rejection, that maybe what I offer won't be well received or it won't have the impact I think it should. In that case, what we say or do does have great impact, but maybe we just don't get the feedback we think we're going to get. That's that insecurity thing that we have sometimes that we carry, where we're just like, when I give... I'm being vulnerable. I'm exposing the things that I might, you know, enjoy, or I think that's going to be important in this moment to that individual. And if they don't receive it the way I think that it should be played out, it's going to hurt my feelings. It's what I always think about when I'm thinking other focus, I always go the word other. It's not about me. It's not about how they're going to receive it. It is about that individual. It is about making sure that we're choosing to walk alongside of them. And if their response doesn't match well with what we think it should be, it really shouldn't have been part of the equation in the first place. And so go to this boldly and saying, this is not about me. I'm here to serve and think about someone in a small way um, that's really going to leave a great impression on them so that they can be like, I can continue on. And something yesterday that we talked about, Kelly, that was interesting that I never thought about with this small thing that does impact opportunities for um, those that you encounter is that it could happen when they're on like the mountaintop. Like it doesn't have to be in a crisis. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, when someone is just having like the mundane and how that changes 
like that day or that person, or maybe they're having a bad day in their head. You just don't realize those words of what that's doing for that individual. Absolutely. This, this whole idea of doing small things is not only when there's a crisis happening or something sad happening in someone's life. It's, it's all about seeing women and what's going on in their life all the time. So acknowledging the happy moment in their life, whatever it might be, not letting it go by and just thinking it in your head, but not saying it out loud. I think we're tempted to do that. You think all these nice things. Well, if you're thinking the nice thing, say it out loud so that somebody can hear it and be encouraged by it. Now, if you're thinking a negative thing, don't necessarily say that. (laughs) I mean, there is a time and place to point out the negative things. All right. Mm -hmm. So if it's a negative thing, think about it. Is this the time? Is this the place? Is this helpful? Um, But if it's a positive thing, say it. Say it out loud. Absolutely. (laughs) I think the other thing, we touched on this a little bit, but one other thing that sometimes stops us is the idea that we think what we have to do has to be really lavish or it has to solve all of their problems, you know, or it has to be the greatest thing that's happened to them in the day. And it's really not about any of those things. I I remember having that feeling that in the beginning when I wasn't thinking about other focus, but I was thinking about like, it's about me. And then they're included in this equation. But it's like when we're thinking about the lavish and this expensive mindset, it goes back to you're thinking about yourself. And this whole idea of like, it has to be this big gesture. It has to be this high price tag thing or it's an unattainable materialistic product or experience. And so because I cannot do that in this moment, that gives me permission to not step out and like support somebody or acknowledge them or just be like, I I, I love you and I'm here for you and this is all I can offer. I really don't believe the whole thing that people are looking for you to provide this lavish and experience for them in order to connect with them and to be seen loved. The last thing that I had for like what stops people for doing the small things is inconvenience. Where it's like, this is going to inconvenience my day, so I'm not going to do it. And I found that even when we look at the Bible, like great things happen when there's an inconvenience in the story. And so I just feel like whenever we stop and we're like, although this is going to be inconvenient, meaning I have to add 10 more minutes to my drive or maybe even an hour. I mean, let's be realistic to my driver. I need to it makes it push dinner back for for my family or it makes me have to stay up later or rise up earlier. I found in those moments that like great things happen for me personally, whether it's just like a recheck of having more time with God because it's like I'm up early or it allows me to see that, oh, wow, I'm heading over to drop off a meal and I have a great conversation with the person and it actually is beneficial to me. And so when we're talking about these inconvenience, I always go, okay, this is going to be an adventure because this is not my normal schedule, out of the routine. And although I would rather be doing X, Y, and Z, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to unravel. And so I go, instead of saying inconvenience, I switch it to this is our venture for something. Right. (laughs) That's great. We talked about a few things that kind of get in our way. So now let's talk about how we can get beyond those things, how we can push past those and start building this kind of other 
focus in our lives? I think the first thing we can do is we can look at some scripture. And you pointed out Proverbs 16, 3. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. God will bless what you do if it's put out there in, a, in a, the heart of wanting to support or encourage another person. It will bless them. And you may immediately see the result of that blessing. They may You may get immediate feedback. It could be years down the road that you hear a story of how what you did in that moment helped someone. Or you may never hear it. But you know that if you did it because you loved that person and you wanted to bless and encourage them, that God will bless it and it will do what it was intended to do. So good. You know, I do this prayer every morning because it's like to me, it's all about mindset. So every morning I have to get my mind ready to just accept the fact that I might have to like do something that may be inconvenient or require me to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable to serve another person because as much as we would like to say that this is going to be on our schedule and we can schedule doing small things sometimes it doesn't happen that way Mm -hmm. and so my prayer is always dear God I surrender this day daringly to you I just really breathe you in freely and I wait in great expectation of what you're going to do for today And God, help me to have an eternal mindset that reminds me that everything I do and say it's for your glory and it's for kingdom work. And I believe that something good is going to happen to me or through me. That is just this prayer every single morning that helps me get into this mindset of, okay, I'm ready for anything. I'm ready to receive what God is telling me to do for other people. And I think really when you have that mindset, it helps you to just move forward in this small thing mentality. I feel like we could wrap it up right here because I feel like we're not going to. But I feel like that what you just said is so important that it really is about our mindset. And if we start the day saying a prayer like yours, it opens our eyes. It causes us to look up. It causes us to be really expectant about how God is going to use us during the day. And I think it changes your whole attitude for the day. Now, I do think that's one of those prayers that you may have to pray it again a couple hours later, you know, because something (laughs) happens in the morning and you're like, okay, well, that's shot. So you might have to pray it again. You might have to keep shifting your mindset. It's not a one-time thing. It's this constant thing. But that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Cause I think that's just a beautiful way to start each day in that mindset. Another thing that we can do is to think about the kind of culture that we've built for our family and for our community. Every family, every community has a culture. The question is, were we intentional about developing it so that it really reflects our desires and our priorities? And If you have developed a culture that is maybe not as other focused as you would like it to be, it's okay because you can change it with some really intentional steps and some intentional shifts. But talk to me a little bit about the culture that you've tried to create in your own family and in your community. This is fun because I always want to invite my kids because what we model is what they do. I mean, you hope what you model is what they do. (laughs) And so you have to constantly put this on repeat. You have to constantly practice it. And so what the Jarvis crew, that's what we call our boys, the Jarvis crew, what they love to do 
to create this culture of other focus is during the holidays, they like to make these cookies, wrap them up in a little package for our neighbors, and they put a little note on it. And it's and what's so cool, it's their handwriting, so it might be legible, it might not be, <laughs> but they always, and so our neighbors are expecting it all the time when it's Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they even do something fun for Valentine's Day. And what's been cool about this is now my kids think like, okay, the holidays are not just about receiving something, but it's about making a difference for other people around us. And our whole street has shifted where when they go outside and they are playing baseball or playing football or tossing, our neighbors stop and they talk to them, not me. They talk to the dressing room. And I think that's really sweet because it says a lot about what it does when you do small things. It can change relationships, that dynamic that those people might not, our neighbors might have never talked to us, but because we opened this invitation that we're friendly and we want you to come talk to us. We're other focused. We think of you. Now, I love it to see when I'm out on the porch, our neighbors gathering and talking to our boys. And it, it impacts my boys in a good way, too, because they're like, wow, I know how to build relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. It opens doors, really that might not have opened otherwise. And yeah. it allows you, if if you are intentional in those moments of celebration and creating moments where you can do good things, even small things, then it allows you to be available when big things happen and they need you, your support in other ways. Now they know you and they know that you're a good, safe, kind place where they can come if they need to. So it, it creates this culture of openness and like you say, other focusedness. Focus, that's not a word. Being other focused. We can say it. Focusedness. <laughs> other focused. Let's go with that. Well, you know, as we've talked, we've mentioned a few things that we can do to show up and to support others, but um, let's get a little bit more specific for a few minutes because sometimes the hardest thing is to come up with where do I start? What's the one little thing I can start with? So let's talk about what are some simple things that can have a big impact. And I think this is an interesting concept to start with. And it is that a lot of times the small things are very sensory focused. So focus on the senses. What does someone see or smell or taste or feel? That might open up some ideas. Yes. When we talk about our senses, what's interesting a thing that happens is it creates memories. It reminds you when you encounter somebody, you automatically go back to like, if they drop off those cookies, the scent or the taste of those delicious cookies, you associate that with them. Or if they were like horrible to you and they said your outfit was cute, you actually get a positive feeling when you encounter them. And so these senses really allow us to like draw back and say, it really isn't these big lavish things that we think have to happen. And so some stuff that I thought of that put a smile on my face automatically was when I think of someone going, how are you really doing? And they care about it. They are looking in your eyes and they're taking it all in and being an active listener. And sometimes not even talking at all, especially if you're like, I am having a horrible day. It's not going good, you know, and you're just allowing them to have a space to process and speak out loud. That is something that people are like, that's a small thing that leaves a big impact. Another thing that is um, something that's really cool is sharing a meal with someone. 
I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to like go out to a restaurant and pay for their meal. It could be like, hey, Susie, I want to meet you at the park. You bring your lunch. I bring my lunch. Let's get things for the kids. And we're going to have this engaging conversation and let them play. In fact, yesterday, Kelly, I had a friend that I text her. I was not done with work, <laughs> but I had 45 minutes. I was like, I'm going to text her and just say, hey, let's walk for 20 minutes. That's all I have. And I text her and we met up and she was on the porch and she was crying. And I was like, are you okay? She's like, you don't understand. I was having a horrible day. And when you text me, I was going to ignore you. But I realized that I probably needed to have this walk with you so that I can have this conversation so that before I pick my kids up, I can get myself together. And so that was so small that I thought a 45 minute like walk wouldn't really change my day, but I had that time to be with my friend and it changed her day completely. So those are some of the ideas that I have. Very often it becomes not about the walk or not about the cookie <laughs> or <laughs> not about the meal. It's about what you said, the feeling, the memory, the opportunity that all of it opens up. A lot of our listeners are leaders of MOPS groups. And so I want us to talk for just a minute about what are some specific things that a MOPS group could do during this season. We're recording this in October, so we're entering a busy season, but also a season that's filled with opportunities to support other people. So what are some things that a MOPS group could do? to support others well. I was thinking that our groups too, which is not very small, but if you ask everyone collectively to do it, it makes it easy, but like a holiday party. It's so much fun when you're like, bring your favorite things, wear pajamas if you want to, and we're gonna connect and we're going to laugh and we're gonna get through the holidays with joy. It's just really cool just to think, what can we do to bring our moms together? What can we do that are something special that our moms are surprised about? We call love, we call them love taps here where it's like, okay, it's the holiday season. Is anybody seeming like they're down or stressed out? If they seem like they're down or stressed out, we're going to drop a packet with an envelope that just says, you are seen, you got this. And it's so small and it changes their day. It changes their month of like, okay, my sisters see me. They know that I got this. And I can go into these holiday seasons um, and I can crush it. Or, you know, the holiday seasons also are stressful. It brings up grief and it brings up sadness. Not everyone goes into the holiday season thrilled and excited about it. So just being mindful of like what you see in the conversations in your MOPS group around this time and seeing what you can do to be intentional about those small things that really can change their day, their month, or even their year. It's a time of year that you can as a leader, whether it's a MOPS group or anything that you might lead, pull out a list of the people that are involved and just think through them. What have they dealt with this year that might be impacting them during this season because it is one of great joy it's also one of grief it's where if there's been any kind of loss and it not even this year ever i mean it seems like the time where you feel the loss of things greater during this time of year so just look through the list and go what might they have experienced good and bad that we can help support them through in some small way. And I love the idea of a love, a love tap. It's simple. It's a text. It's a package on the porch. It's a phone call. It's an invitation to come walk or I'm wrapping gifts today. Would you come over and help me? And you can talk while you wrap. And so 
there's just a lot of things that you can do that will support women during this time in both good and bad. Another thing that is important to point out is that each of us support other people in unique ways. The thing that I gravitate to as my way to support may not be the same way that you support people. You have to kind of use your own gifts, find your own little way to support. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try something new. If you feel led in a new way, do it. But use your own gifts. Do what you can do and don't worry about what others might be doing. Oh, that's so good because it's all about this mindset with the small things that God gives all of us gifts and talents. They're all our unique things and all of it is needed. And so although my disposition is one that's um, one that's like always happy, especially if I'm on, I'm an introvert, extrovert. I don't know if anyone heard of that, but that means that I am an extrovert. I am on. I love I love it when I'm around people, but I also need that downtime. And so I have tried to compare myself to a person that's an extrovert actually fully all the time and how they can be fully engaged. And their gift is just like conversation nonstop and drawing in people. And that's not necessarily going to be mine. But I am one that can have intimate conversations with people and keep them sacred. I'm one that can look in someone's eyes and I truly care about what you're seeing. And that's my gift and it's needed just like the gift of someone that can have a full circle of women around them and make them all feel engaged and laughing at the same time hysterically. That's needed too. And so don't ever say, well, that's, I mean, that's just not my personality or I'm an introvert. So what can I do? It's just like, whatever you feel like it's planted on your heart is exactly what's needed um, for that person. That's great. Well, Laurie, as we get close to kind of wrapping up, is there some last thing that you would like to say to our leaders that might be listening? Never forget that quote from Maya Angelou. Like, we all know it. And some people are, like, glossing over it at this point because they're like, yeah, yeah. But it is so true when it comes to the point where we say people will forget what you said and people will forget what you've done. But they will never forget how you made the film. And that is so true. We have to take that in. It goes back to the senses that we were talking about. It's just like when you encounter somebody, what do they feel when you walk up, what, it, what what makes them just like, is their heart beating faster? Are they smiling? Do you leave that impression that they're like, I want more of that person? Because the interesting thing that happens is for those that are not believers and those that do not know our good God, when they see someone like you and they're intrigued about how you live life, we're opening the opportunity for them to meet and encounter God. And that's our mission here. And so this small thing actually is this big kingdom work that God celebrates and loves and watches. And we are gifted, all of us, to do it. That's beautiful. The thing that we've discussed that sticks with me the most is this idea that it's all about the kind of culture that you want to create. And you just described that. How do people feel when you walk towards them? That creating the culture or shifting your culture starts with just small things. One small thing will begin to shift your mindset and will lead your family and your community toward an other-focused culture. So my question for you, listener, is what is the one small thing that you're going to start with? Think about it and act on it today. 
And we would love to hear from you at Mops Leaders Facebook or Instagram. Come and tell us what you started with. Lori, thank you so much for coming and talking to me for a bit today. It was so fun. I always love it when I have the opportunity to talk to you, Kelly. Thank you. I feel the same about you. So leaders, we are declaring this the year of friendship, courage, and purpose. Friendships where we aggressively believe in each other, pray for each other, and believe the other deserves the world. That is what we do at MOPS. If you're ready for a community like this, then you belong here. Your best days are ahead of you, and we're going to be here cheering you on. And what you can't do alone, we can and will do together.